Now we now can we start. now we can be done by nine o'clock. <laughs> fucking talking about last week, forgetting to fuck it. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Where I'm like, one of these times I'm gonna forget to fucking record, and <laughs> close to the next, the following week of forgetting oh, to record. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to last week's episode. Oh, oh. It was a good one, dude. Yeah. Fucking Jay is, uh, he's a great fella, and he's definitely coming back. I told fuck him it's yeah. like, I'm like, hey, you want to come back on for Streets of New Capenna? He's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So we're going to get him on for uh, Streets of New Capenna stuff. Hey, well, just so we can prove Danny wrong, that That's... we can get this episode done quickly. Yeah, so I get Danny. Quickly and efficiently. Why don't you start us off there, big hoss? Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and happy Valentine's Day, magic folk. Welcome to episode 125 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. No Danny, but we do have Big G here. What's up? All in his loving glory. We're so glad that you all decided to join us for this special loving episode, uh, jam-packed full of everything. Thank you so very much. Well, the best part is it'll be full of love because Danny's not here to hate up on the blue, or at least... That's so true. Or at least he's not here to audibly say, fuck blue, shut up. It's true. It's true. That uh, that lightens up the lovey spirits here. Blue has a chance to thrive when Danny is gone. (laughs) So we got some business to be jumping into here, folks, and let's begin our episode by thanking you, all you lovely listeners, lovely, lovely listeners on this lovely Valentine's Day for deciding to listen to us. You know, the day that this comes out is after Valentine's Day, so those watching the live stream are lovely, but even those not watching the live stream listening to us, still lovely. It's after Valentine's Day, but still continue the love train. Yeah, you can celebrate love any day. Very true. Boom. There we go. So thank you so much for deciding to listen to us. Uh, you listening to to us makes us all all much more worth it. Like we enjoy doing this, but knowing that there's people on the internet that take their time to listen to us still blows my mind to this day. And also, we want to give a big, huge, crazy thank you to our crazy patrons who think that this content is worth supporting. You're all crazy, and we love each and every one of you. Very love you today. Very love you today. And uh, those patrons are Wade97, Chapman, D. Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, Jacob, and Christian. Thank you to each and every one of you. Now, uh, if you guys also want to support us, uh, listeners out there, if you guys want to support us, we have a couple tiers. We have a $3 tier and a $10 tier. The $3 tier, you get put into monthly drawings for booster packs. Right now, this month, uh, I was not able to get the set booster packs by the time I got to J-Dubs. They were all sold out. So those set booster packs will be getting sent out this week. And then uh, you get put in drawings for those. We give away two packs as soon as we get to 15 patrons. We're going to be giving away three packs. And at the $10 here, you get put in for a drawing for a magic card valued at uh, $15 to $20. That typically is like EDH relevant. So if that interests you, go check out the links below where to find that. But... Also, if supporting us on Patreon isn't something that floats your boat, we have playmats. We got these badass playmats that uh, we will ship anywhere. We ship them to Germany. 
We have. I there, there's no boundaries. Christians repping us in Germany. So. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is going to be doing some tournaments up there, and then just be, people will be looking at that playmat and be like, "That looks pretty cool. Who's that?" And then we're going to have more German listeners. We're going to have to learn German. So, so I did a little bit of ger- German learning, and um, the thing that I know is, ah, oh, man, this is going to be bad. Guten, uh, Guten Tag, Ich. Hazen Matthew. Good day. My name is Matthew. Yes. Good job. Yeah. We'll see how we'll see what Christian says about that. If that was a good attempt at 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 that. But well, he's in the Discord. He's commenting right now. Oh, is he? Oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see how bad it was. Christian's the the final authority on <laughs> on my German. He said nice. Awesome. All right. I'll keep I'll keep learning. And we'll keep learning. But uh, playmats, we'll send them anywhere. They're 20 bucks. But if you're not interested in hitting us up, because uh, you can hit us up on any platform and be like, Matt, I want these playmats. And then we'll figure it out. But if you don't want to hit us up, you can also check out our amazing sponsor, JW Sports Cards and Gaming, who has our playmats for sale there for 20 bucks as well. With him, you got to pay tax. Uh, speaking of JW Sports Cards and Gaming, let's hear an ad from them now. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so more business to go on. Or, or thank you, Jados, for Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. <laughs> now, last bit of business here. We got the breakdown to give you all of how this episode is going to get laid out for you. So starting off, we're going to go to the Boggle Desk with a big G. With the big G. And uh, Big G is going to cover some modern super qualifier results for us. And then an SCGCon event. And then we got information on the arena open again and NRG Milwaukee that's happening. And then we're going to jump into the news section. We have no blogatog because we have no Danny. What is a blogatog without Danny? Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. So then we're going to jump into the news section and we have a jam-packed news section of Kamigawa news, update news, delay nudes, Nudes, news, and uh, new card news nudes? as well. Did you say nudes? I did say nudes accidentally. I get to see you nude today? As long as I get crushed like a watermelon. Yeah. It's a callback to earlier that nobody else go. knows of. You must say follow <laughs> us on Instagram. It is. Yeah, follow us on Instagram and then you'll get that callback. After the news section, we're going to jump into the contract currency where we talk about magic card prices. And then we're going to finish off with a thought cast that Big G has brought up that involves the professor. And then from there, y'all can go home. All right. And the goal is to make Danny mad by us getting done with everything while bullshitting. And yeah, there we go. I think we're going to do good. Right now we're at 730. Well, here we go. Well, I don't have a salt report. Matt, you got a salt report? I got smoked by my wife this weekend twice. She like literally took my cheeks and clapped them. And not in the good way. (laughs) 
so we got a draft box of Kamigawa, and uh, my wife, she she doesn't like Constructed as much, like EDH and stuff. She likes Draft because she's like, I have a, a better playing field to play against you and stuff. And I'm like, fair enough. And don't let her tell you otherwise. She knows what she's doing. Like, she built a very solid deck. So in a two-person tr- draft, you do, I can't remember the name of it, if it's Win- Winston or Winchester. Like, there's two different two-person drafts, and it's one of those. can't remember which one it is. Danny, that's the whole point of this. Yeah, th- th- that was the whole joke with that. Anyway. Yes. Um, so we were drafting. She slapped your cheeks. Yeah, pretty good. <clears throat> uh, she had a Abzan, an, uh, an Abzan deck that just had like these, uh, a few of the white samurais that when they attack alone, they get a bonus. And then the uh, trainee with the Bushido, the Bushido. Okay. And stuff, and I was getting smacked around by that. But I had a Mardu deck that I made that had some of the uh, delay, not the delay enchantments, but you know, like the uh, the o- not the O ring effects, the pacifism style effects, where okay. it's like they can't block, they can't attack, or they can't activate vehicles and stuff. Okay. Had that on the board for a while, and I was getting so close. I had a big, I had that seven drop vehicle that was the six six with trample and haste crew two. Oh yeah, uh, my board was my board had a pilot on it so I could crew it, and I hit her for seven, and she was at like six, and I'm just chilling at one life, and I'm like, cool, I have a chance. She kills my pilot, and then the next turn I draw a one four that can no longer crew this vehicle, and then she kills me. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, uh, yeah, she smacked your cheeks together hard. Yeah, I'm like, I got this, I got this. And second game uh close to the same thing like it was doing pretty good she had like a lot of life gain in that one like she got up to like 26 life because of lifelink um and stuff like that and after a couple rounds uh i just could not oh oh no that's right i had a pretty solid turn three with the trash bot it's the three uh it's the three mana oh four that gets a plus one plus oh for each artifact and enchantment in your graveyard and so i drop it down and it's a five four and i'm like cool we're gonna be going to pound town here and then all of a sudden she had the uh the one the one white mana sorcery destroy target artifact or enchantment with cmc three or less scry two so at that point she grabbed the strap on she bent matt over didn't even spit on it and no. just hi-ya! it was bad it was bad and then i just got like i got put down <laughs> I could not win. Oh, yeah, she did. That Not a solid <laughs> report. I was I, I very much enjoy when my wife plays magic with me because... You enjoy it when she smacks those cheeks together. We're yeah, gonna have to, buddy. I'm glad that we're already on the explicit rating and stuff for this because <laughs> more, more reasons for your kids at school to not listen to us. Thank oh, God they, you don't tell them about this. They hear worse in the hallways at school. Half of them are saying worse. I don't want to be like... The reason, though, of where it's like, the last thing I need is some, like, mom that's like, satanic panic on this podcast. <laughs> I don't fucking want that. Hey, hey, all press is good press. Just remember that. Because then you'll have the people going, it can't be that bad. Oh, these guys are fucking hilarious. Let's listen every week. See? There we go. Works out in our favor, maybe. <sighs> maybe. Who knows? All right, let's get to this M- MTGO modern super qualifier. So I don't know, Matt, if you've been doing this breakdown, how we had talked about doing it, but I'm actually not going to break down the decks. We have the, we'll have the link in the show notes for you, but what we're going to do is break down 
the top four creatures and top four spells for this one. For the SCG Con event, I will go into the top two decks just a little bit. But the top four creatures, we've got number one, Death Shadow, was in 25% of the decks, eight copies in the tournament, and there were four per deck, so two decks. And then Jet Dragon's Rage Channeler in one-fourth of the decks, 25%, eight copies in the tournament, four per deck. And then we've got that Brass Monkey, that funky monkey, Regavon, <laughs> coming in at 25% of the decks. Again, eight copies in the tournament, four in a deck. And... R- Going in at number four is Solitude at 25% of the decks. Eight copies in the tournament, four per deck. Now in the top spells, we have Expressive Iteration in 50% of the decks, 14 copies. And on average, there's three and a half per deck. Obviously, this is averages, so you cannot have half of a card in a deck. Next is Drown in the Lock at 37.5% of the decks, 12 copies in the tournament, and four per deck. Then Mishra's Bobble, again, at 37.5% of the decks, 11 copies, 3.7 per deck. Again, averages, folks. And Thoughtseize, 37.5% of the decks, 10 copies, and 3.3 per deck. Again, averages. So, looking at the creatures, it's looking like we've got some Death Shadows decks, and we've got some of those, you know, potentially Jun decks. Again, I'll actually jump into the deck types. And, yep, we've got a de- couple of Death Shadows deck, a Demir Control, a Dredge Vine deck, a Mono Green Tron, Teamer Cascade, Four Color Blink, and a Kiki Cord Yorion deck. So, there you go. There is that modern super qualifier. Now, jumping over to the modern, of one of the modern 10K events from SCG Con Philadelphia. Just looking at the top two decks, we've got a Burn deck. So we've got, you know, kind of the basic setup running the Great Reveals, the Goblin Guides, Lurus as the Companion, and Swift Spear. So we're working on getting that prowess trigger with all of those wonderful burn spells. And then in second place, we've got Blue Red Aggro, which has the Dragon's Rage Channelers, the Merktides, the Ragavons, a Snapcaster Mage, and then a wonderful collection of spells, including Expressive and Inner... Expressive Iteration, and then Unholy Heat, Mishra's Bobbles for some of the other cards in the deck. But um, looking at some of the other decks, we've got a four-color Omnath deck, a Living End deck in third and fourth, a Crashing Footfalls Cascade deck, a Death Shadows in fourth and sixth, Jund, and then another Blue-Red Aggro. And that's your top eight for one of the SCG Con 10K events. Are you surprised by some of the decks at all in this one there, Matt? All right, so the SCG count was a live paper match, yep. and it's honestly kind of refreshing to see that Burn took it down, just like good old, good old Burn. It's unfortunately making me want to just have a Burn deck together and ready in case I ever need it. The thing that uh, stands out to me most here is the Cemetery Gatekeeper is not to be seen in this build by Jordan Burn and Haas. Uh, the Cemetery Gatekeeper is the two-drop when it ETBs, you exile a card from a graveyard, and then whenever an opponent plays a card of that exile type, it uh, deals two damage to them and stuff. So, like, the typical thing that people were talking about is, like, you it ETBs, you exile land, and whenever they play a land, it just shocks them and stuff. And, I don't know, like, that was that was tech that came out in Crimson Vow. I get Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt mixed up. 
one of those two. Yep. It came out this fall and stuff. And like burn players were talking about that being like the new card to potentially be like a four, two split or a two, two split with Eidolon of the great rebels and stuff. But Jordan here believes that Eidolon is just too solid of a card to be splitting up into any which way. Well, so one thing from our discord, we got Christian saying that SUG 10 K is missing good old commentary. So that's an interesting thing. When do we think commentary will ever start coming back to some of these bigger events? SGG is changing up their whole thing. I know, and that's where it's going to be. Are we ever going to have live coverage again? Well, what do you think? What What do I think? Yep. Man, I don't what know. do you think versus what's obviously being said right now? I mean, logically, I think, I mean, when it comes to putting it up live, coverage of events yes there is uh, a, a good amount of money that you got to put behind it and stuff and if they don't have the money coming in to help pay for the live coverage it's going to be hard to like it's going to be hard to to justify having that live coverage and then you're probably going to get more like grassroots live coverage of like what corbin hostler and kess wiley did yeah uh for las vegas and, uh, and and then just like some other streamers, eyelash uh, on Twitch TV, she came in with uh, with a camera battery pack, and it was just like streaming all of her games that she played during the Channel Fireball of uh, Las oh, Vegas yep. event and stuff like that. And it's like it's not the same level of getting like Cedric Phillips coming in and giving his commentary over uh, a Tron v uh, Burn matchup whatever and stuff like that it's not going to be the same i want i know i definitely want live coverage to come back because i enjoyed watching that so much and until until more live events can start coming back it's just going to be hard for them to justify putting any resources towards something like that and it's like i understand i'm hoping that live coverage is just more of a hiatus thing at the moment instead of an indefinitely gone well, and who knows, maybe smaller podcasts and smaller content creators can start covering more local events and maybe that'll start bringing up speed. Hey, maybe we should talk to Josh. Yeah. yeah. Stick tuned to This Week in MTG. Like, like we keep saying, uh, I think almost every week, this year is the year for This Week in MTG. Well, we got some stuff in the works too. Well, and when we have more details, we'll let you know too. Yes. All right, but let's jump into some of these upcoming events. So... Here's your reminder that the Arena Open is happening February 26th through the 27th. The format is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Limited with day one being sealed and day two being draft. Entry fee of 25k in gold or 5k in gems for day one and day two token for day two. So you get your token from day one to get into day two in case you weren't aware of that. And remember, you can enter as many times as you want during day one. Hey, hey, Matt. I see what I did there. <laughs> uh, for those listening and everything, um, in our show notes, it is day one, as in I won the event instead of day one, as in the number. Anyway, it was a funny one. <laughs> but, um, but you get your day two token that you will need to get a seven and two record for. So if, uh, are you going to be jumping into any of the open events? for this at all or are you kind of sticking away from open or from arena still dude i'd really like to get on arena just as a way to like get more magic and stuff in but i haven't played it in i got a long time i've got to update it and I'm, maybe did you update your internet here 
Maybe we could update it while we're talking. Yes. Okay. All right. But let's jump into the NRG series. This is a 10K trial, and it'll be in Milwaukee. This is a modern event, and it is paper. So if you've got the time and you've got the rhyme, I have no idea what I was going with there. If you've got the time and are able to, why don't you head on over to Milwaukee? Let let us know that you're there so that way we can hype you up while while we're still back here in Fargo like schmucks we are. But this is awarding nearly $250,000 in 2022. So the NRG series, that's what they're aiming to do. General information about the series events can be found at their link. But for this one, this event is an entry fee of $60 plus to some tax, open registration, it's modern format. And as of right now, I'm looking at the screen, looking at the website, there are 52 signed up out of the 330 that they are allowing to enroll in this event. So you just need to make sure that you have your entry fee taken care of and you have a Wizards account email and the companion app would be my guess. So, all right. So, and this will, they actually have a whole event going on for this weekend. So it'll be the 19th through the 20th in the Wisconsin Center in Milwaukee and the address is on the website for you. The Saturday event is that 10K modern event. And then Sunday, they actually have a 5K sealed Kamigawa Neon Dynasty trial. You must pre-register for both through MTG Melee. And they even have some information here for you for discounted hotel rooms. They have... That's pretty cool. That is really cool. It's not too often that you see event pages actually going, hey, we've got stuff set up for you. Um, they've got stuff, they've already advertising for some single sales that have some sale booths in stock with a wide array of magic singles, sealed product and accessories. And they'll be available all day to purchase your collections and for cash or store credit. And they are announcing that Aaron Miller will be joining the event and signing cards and various prints, tokens, arts, and accessories. You can find his whole catalog um, on the link that they have provided and coverage. Hey, we just talked about this of the event will be broadcasted on Twitch. So make sure to get to that event and yeah, there will be side events. They will be following COVID-19 policies. So make sure that you either are fully vaccinated two weeks prior to the event and, or have proof of a negative test within the last 72 hours of the event. So 72 hours before the event, get your test, make sure it's negative. There you go. And you must have proof of all that. And test results from at-home COVID tests will not be accepted, so you need to go to an official testing site, and this seems to be a more regular thing for bigger events. So there is that. All right. Should we uh, should we take a quick break, or are we just jumping right into the news? Let's just jump into the news. Hell yeah, let's go. Oh, look at that, Danny. It's not even 8 o'clock. We're at the news. So let's begin the news section off with with an awesome way to collect some secret lair cards on Moto. Watsy is doing a cool giveaway over on Moto for Black History Month in February. You have the chance to get the full Black is Magic secret lair by just playing a game, a game, once a week. They will be able to see if you played any full game on Moto and whether that will be in a modern league, a round of commander, or a draft. That counts any kind of game. So uh, playing each week will result in you obtaining a card from the Black is Magic Secret Lair 
on the 1st of March is when they'll be distributing those. For meeting the requirements the first week in February, which has passed, you would get you would have gotten a Shalai Voice of Plenty. Playing the second week, you would have gotten the Cultivate, which has passed already. Week three, which is this week, you will receive a Path of Ancestry. Week four, you'll get the Ponder. Now, if you complete this for two weeks in a row, you'll get the Kaya Ghost Assassin Three weeks in a row, you'll get the Soul Ring and the full Monty. You would have received the Teferi, Teferi Hero of Dominaria in the Black is Magic. I wish I played more Magic Online, but like I've talked about in previous ones, I can't justify spending my money on the cards and getting the digital. So if I'm playing digital, it's on Arena. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So very fair. But speaking of those printed cards, let's go over to a card printing error next. Watsi released a statement the other day stating, quote, it has come to our attention that the English printed version of Sabia Trespassers from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty does not list appropriate creature type. No matter how much they may want it to be, the Trespassers are not, in fact, ninjas. Their creature type is Moonfolk Rogue which will be reflected correctly in the other languages on Magic Arena and Magic Online. Just keep in mind that in mind if you will be playing Trespassers. Sabia Trespassers is the four and a blue artifact creature Moonfolk Rogue with channel of three and a blue. Discard it, tap up to two target creatures you don't control, and they don't untap during their next untap step. It's a three, five. Typically, I imagine you're going to be playing this primarily more in draft or sealed I mean, you could also be putting it in any uh, artifacts, rogue-like deck and stuff. It's four mana freeze two things. Christian's saying we should head to Milwaukee and do live coverage for the event over there. Dude, I would love to. It's only eight hours away by car, he said. So he must have already looked it up, and he's itching to get some international coverage for events. I am totally down. I told uh, him we'd check the budget. Check the budget. Gotta check the budget. Let me tell you, it's been something that's crossed my mind a couple times where it's like, or definitely at least starting off with hitting up Josh to see if he'd allow us to like do they got the legacy top eight coming up here next week. We could. Well, we could get someone over there. Yeah, I'd talk to him and see if he'd let us set up a camera or something there and then give it a shot. See how that works out. But that will take a little bit of uh looking up and getting things set up. Now, to go over a new update that came to the companion app. As a reminder, the Companion app is the event tool that can be used for entering pre-release events, leagues, and any other kind of events that a WPN store could run. But it can also be used for you to host something in your own home. So linking your Wizards account, and that's what you got to use to sign into Arena, is how you create uh, a Companion app account. You can track your results, live total, and rolled dice from the app. So the update on the app now will include... Two-Headed Giant 2HG as an event option. Joining a Two-Headed Giant event will work just like any other event. You enter the code from the LGS that you are at or the friend hosting it, and then it'll have a prompt screen to choose your partner. There'll be a six-digit code or a QR code that you will then use to connect with your partner, and boom, you are paired and entered into the event and ready to go. Seems really straightforward to do, and if you'd like to read the article that gives a full descriptor, of it the links are in the show notes below all right next we've got something new for the people who play magic via spell table like we do almost we seems like we get one game in a weekend with some of our discord folks so but you might not have noticed this happen with the update done to get cards from kamigawa neon dynasty there is also an experimental feature added to this called spell table codex 
It's an auto identification feature that puts an overlay on top of the card screen so shown an HD version of the card when you hover it when you hover over the overlay on your mouse. You have to go to the configure tab at the top of the lobby page and set it up, but it is something super cool and worth trying. Have you gotten it tried yet? I have this last weekend actually. I was playing with uh, no modifier. Nice. And I was playing with uh, Akumu and Danny. And that's where I gave it a shot to give it a try. And uh, surprisingly, it read a lot of... It, it, setting it up, I was only able to see my cards. Yeah. And uh, it, it read pretty well. Uh, my, my lighting in here kind of sucks, and I have to work on that. So, like, where a card has some heavy glare, it did not read it as well. But, I mean, Spell Table already has a hard time with cards and glare prior to this. But it's really cool. Instead of just, like, clicking on the card it's really just an overlay that pops up over the card on the screen that you see, you know, that you have on the table that's through the screen and then you, a little box, a transparent box pops over it. You put your mouse over it and then it shows you the gatherer image of the card. And I'd say it's pretty accurate. It's pretty dope. Well, I'm excited to get my camera set up. I was just telling Christian, I got to get it set up so I can start playing with you guys. I got to figure out where I want it. Make sure that there's no glare from a light. Well, and that's the thing. Like I have pretty, I feel like I have good lighting in my office, so I just have to figure out if I'm gonna. So I, you've seen my desk. So I've got the L desk now. So I got to figure out if I want to put it on the small part or the bigger part. Fair enough. So I also have to clean up my desk a little bit. I'm going through sorting right now. So I feel ya. Ugh, but I feel ya. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. But why don't we talk about some delays, my man? Let's hear it. What's getting delayed? Well, it's you. It's blue. Oh, that is me. My bad. <laughs> you led me into that, and I just uh, went over my head. You let you let me down. You dropped the ball. I did. So it wouldn't be this week in, uh, this week in Magic, uh, this week in MTG Podcast without me fucking up somehow, but it also wouldn't be a true Watsy set release if there wasn't some information about a delay about some pre-release events around the world. Those regions that are affected by pre-release delays are the Philippines, which is now getting rescheduled to the week of February 18th through the 25th. It does not affect the release date of the set. Like, the whole set will still drop, but there will be pre-release events happening then instead of this last week. But you can also check Thailand. Thailand, was they were not fortunate enough to have rescheduled dates announced as of yet. If you're in those regions, please check with your LGS for further updates and information. And guess what? Guess what, Matt? Chicken butt. No, tiger butt. Oh, Because it's the year of the tiger. So Wizards is seeming to make it a tradition to print a set of cards that correspond with the Chinese New Year calendar and a set of promotional year of the tiger cards that is exclusive to the Asian Pacific or APAC region was announced last week. These cards are awarded for participating in APAC League qualifiers during the 2022 season. They are separated out by set, and for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty event, they'll be giving out a promo of Tamir Tem- Sabertooth. And for the Streets of New Kapina event, you'll get a promo full art text list, Jedit or... Ojana, or Jenin. There we go. And then the Commander League promo is Yuriko, the Tiger Shadow, which I know Josh is super excited and going to try to get a copy of. 
Oh, yeah. He's already stated that, and if anyone gets it before him, he might give you the whole shot for it. There's a good chance. Don't quote me on that, but you never know. And then the Dominaria United promo is Snapdax, Apex of the Hunt. And the final promo is given out during the Brothers War is Harold's Horn. And honestly, the Harold's Horn looks freaking sick. It is definitely, in my opinion, the best. People like yep. Eureka a lot, but I, well, they, I'd rank it. Uh, honestly, the Eureka, they didn't change up the art really all that at all from what I can see. No, 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 it's different art. Okay, maybe it's just the fact that it's the same positioning that threw me off when I first looked at it. But, I mean, it's different art, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like something else could have been done. That is going to be like the catch promo card for these events. But these will be available in English, Japanese, and both simplified and traditional Chinese languages. Click the link to find participating LGSs in the APAC region. So if you're, you know, roaming around the earth and all of a sudden... You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to go play an event. Oh, look, here I am. <laughs> Just stumble across in the APAC region. Right. To to do a, a Streets of New Capenna event or a Kamigawa Neon Dynasty event. So those Teamer Sabretooths are actually going to start coming out into... Uh, into into uh, circulation the, pretty quick. So that'll be fun. fun. And the Teamer Sabretooth looks pretty cool. Not going to lie. It's very a very wholesome looking... It kind of reminds me of like the um, last year's Extra Life stuff, like with a Johnny and all them. Oh, yeah. Kind of reminds me, similar styling, but as far as kind of the cute loviness, but. I know one of the biggest things with these cards is the, the, the biggest talking point of a lot of these cards is the uh, Jadit on Ojanin, which was a card from Legends, and it's text, like there's nothing special about it. It's just a legendary Five man or uh, seven mana five five creature tiger like that's the other thing. There's no creature box. There's no creature type box or anything like that. It's just name, mana cost, power and toughness, and the art. And it looks pretty badass. Not gonna lie. How'd you like to be a watermelon for him? Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> look at that thigh. <laughs> <laughs> Like honestly, all the arts look pretty cool. The the only one that didn't look terribly different was, um, you know, uh, the uh, the bad 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 Eureka. Eureka. There we go. It is different, but I don't know. I think it's just the fact that it's very similar style wise to its original printing. That I don't know. I know people are gonna want it, and it does look cool. And I'm sure it'll look even better in person, like it right. always does. So, and these are all foils, by the way. Oh, yeah, we didn't say that. Yep. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Just because I have mad respect for Matthew Lillard. Oinks, soinks, man. <laughs> I just wanted to let everybody know that he will be going onto MTG Nerd Girls Twitch and play some Kamigawa-themed battles. It is also planned that there will be some talks of the new stuff that comes from Lillard's company, Beatles and Grimm's. Uh, this is going on tomorrow. February 15th, or if you're listening to the podcast today, 4 p.m., or it happened by the time that this comes out. So watch the VODs over at twitch.tv slash mtgnerdgirl. I'm kind of hyped for that because, honestly, anything Matthew Lillard, I'm in on. The fact that uh, I remember we commented on it in the podcast like prior, he he made a tweet saying that he likes playing 
uh, Ajani style decks. And I'm like, yo, Matthew Lillard plays magic. And then we find out that he's doing something with wizards with, with Kamigawa, which is, it's just awesome. And have you heard, like seen like how much voice acting he really does? Oh, he, he hits a lot of things, it's, man. It's impressive. Like, um, a lot of like the celebrities that have TikToks account are doing the, the, that's not my name challenge where they go. Oh through, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. You know, my name is Garrett, but they call me big G, you know, various other names and like the actors that I was surprised by how many, some of these people have for voice crediting too, because, um, the guy that played Zack, the original Black Ranger, out of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, actually does a lot of voice acting. I did not know that. Yeah, and I can't, uh, I can't remember a few of the people he had, but like I was surprised. I'm like, holy crap, you voiced him! So it's really cool to look at some of those people. I know I've I've thumbed through uh, IMDb a few times to like see that. That's like one of my favorite things to do. It's like when my wife and I are watching a movie. It's like. That person sounds familiar. That person looks familiar. Go to their IMDb page, and then all of a sudden, just start scrolling through. And it's like, oh, they were in this. Oh my god, they were in this. And okay, so that's a, that's a great game if you want to play that with your uh, significant other. So on a side tangent of similar nature, my daughter is watching two movies on repeat. One of which I'm more okay with than the other. So we've been watching. I'm guarantee we've watched Encanto more than a hundred times now. Nice. Which I'm completely fine with. The music's awesome. The story's great. And it could be worse, um, but we watched Frozen 2 on repeat. I think it's better than the first one. So I haven't seen the second one, so. Music's pretty good in that one, too. Um, oh, but, we know that Into the Unknown. Yep. And then Olafsson leaves. Yeah. That's the extent of it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the characters in there, I was just sitting there going through, and I'm like, holy shit, why does this person sound so familiar? And I had it narrowed down before I looked it up to like one or two actors. And it's, um, I don't know if you guys watch This Is Us, but um, but it's the guy that plays Randall in there, so the the black main character. And I was like, oh, wow, crap, okay. It's always a happy happy surprise like to see the amount of like voice acting that people do. Well, and it's really cool because honestly, it's it's just that cool thing that, you know, okay, cool. You're able to use your talents that you have to more than just being a pretty face on a screen because you can change things up. Like Howl's Moving Castle has a surprisingly awesome voice talent for the English version. So just one of the random ones that's like, holy crap, how did you manage to get all these people? Studio Ghibli, man. Hey, never know. But what's next? Because we'll skip skip my prof stuff because that'll be our thought cast. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so much media is getting created with the release of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we talked about a, a visual novel. Ooh, speaking of, Amu said that he was going to give that a shot. We'll have to we'll have to get his uh, take on how the the visual novel turned out. But then there's also a manga that was released. And then you had like the multiple stories that were put out uh, as well. So over on Twitter, Wizards announced that there will be an official Kamigawa Neon Dynasty soundtrack of 15 songs to be released on all streaming platforms February 18th. Get hyped for a new set of music to play as you crack packs and jam games. So now this is the late edition. I quickly type this up because I found out today Matthew Hefe 
known as being the guitarist and vocalist for Trivium, did a track on this. And not just a track. He had like a whole separate thing. He found this out like literally just before we recorded as well. He had his own separate five-song album for Kamigawa and stuff. Not not relate. I mean, maybe it's related to the soundtrack and stuff. But the full soundtrack's not out yet. But uh, Matthew Hefe and Jonathan Young, who is known for YouTube covers of like power metal renditions of Disney songs and stuff. You've probably seen him online. Yep. He's a great musician. He also did a Keldheim metal crossover last year with Wizards of the Coast. And he's been getting preview cards and stuff since he got the mech hanger from uh for kamigawa this year oh okay so he's he's integrated in the 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 wizard space as well and the song is called tatsuki i apologize for getting this wrong tatsukiti so not only i really like it i'm going to listen to the rest of it uh the rest of the the other four songs in that little album that he uh matthew hefe dropped and also we just found out today that nerdcore artist oreo O-R-3-O, announced that she has done a song for the soundtrack as well. So that's super cool as well. Like getting this, I don't know, those regular listeners know that I love music and I love magic. And so like getting them both together just gets me as giddy as ever. I was about to say, you you nerd out hard on music, which I love because you and I have some have had some awesome conversations about music when we're done recording. So mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of music, keep a close eye out for the channel. We are so close to getting an interview again with uh, Jason Ashcraft and Sozos Michael of Planeswalker. Dude, I, so I told Shelby about that. Yep. And she's like, I I don't understand it. I've like, She's been in the car while I've played the album um, because of her car not working for a little while. And she's like, I don't like it, but I can tell why you like it because you're jamming out. And it was sitting and talking about some of the magic stuff that happens with it. But she was like, I told her, I'm like, Hey, so Matt was talking and it sounds like we might be that band that I was listening to the one day while you were in the car, we might get an interview with them. And she's like, Holy crap, you guys are really stepping up your game. So look at that. Even my wife is recognizing that this is the year of this week in MTG. And I don't want to like belittle it and stuff, but we've talked to Planeswalker and stuff before. And Jason and I are good friends and shit as well so but it's still like, it's a pretty freaking awesome deal oh yeah no don't get me wrong fucking jason is just like a fucking beast that keeps working on project s for project and same with sozos uh, th- i mean this is out and about now but sozos is the lead singer of glory hammer now glory hammer is a, a, a an epic power fantasy power metal band they have great songs about the uh the unicorn war and space wizards and fighting for the freedom of dundee uh, it's it's a whole experience it's a trip you have to do it you have to listen to it if you're into power metal glory hammer 10 out of 10 would recommend christian wants us to still get posty on on the podcast oh oh, oh, oh. okay christian i have an idea i I want if it involves posty i want to make sure that we leave an impression i have a plan that might leave an impression i'm not going to say it on, on on the live stream just in case somebody takes my idea because I really want to make an impression. And I think maybe it could be good enough to get Posty's attention. Maybe. We're small. But if we could get Post, Post Malone on, not only would I just like lose my fucking mind. Like, I think that's it. I think I would lose my mind. It would be like full stop, mind lost. He replies back. I don't know what I'd do. I'd just be, like shoot a text f- to you and Danny and be like, 
Uh, what do I say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that'd be exactly what it would be. Jeez. All right. So we're actually going to skip over um, what we have next in our show notes. And Justin Wong from the Command Zone uh, tweeted out like shortly before we jumped on and got a, got to recording. He is, was magically sent this item today and he has a picture and of course, it had to be Zangief. And it's a secret lair of Street Fighter. Have they released more, it looks like? No, that's not a real card. Okay, I was like, what? So, we can't see too much in the photo, but it the box looks like it's going to be hella sweet. It looks like the old arcade version as far as having the joystick and the buttons for high kick and low kick and high punch, low punch and all that jazz. I, I, Honestly... This would be one that I'm going to I'm gonna throw down on, I feel like. It looks good. So there's a card that came in the box. It doesn't have the actual card. It's like they send out the art to certain creators to get the Secret Lair Street Fighter hype up. <coughs> Inside, there's a letter that says, Greetings, Planeswalker. Welcome to the special art reveal for the upcoming Secret Lair Street Fighter drop. The package includes one of four unique artworks being revealed on February 14th. The remaining card artwork and the card images will continue to be revealed throughout the week. So this is day one. This is the one card. And there's going to be more, four more, three more for the rest of the week. Uh, please post this unique artwork on your social media channel no earlier than 9 a.m. Pacific on Monday, February 14th, 2022. Please tag at wizards underscore magic and at uh, MTG Secret Lair and at Street Fighter accounts with the hashtag MTG Secret Lair. So this is just like building up hype for the the, the Zangief or the whole Street Fighter uh, Secret Lair. He's fucking choke holding a bear. I feel like his is going to be some kind of fight card, fight mechanic. Oh, totally. It's going to be like, uh, I don't know, green, red, and then you pay like three mana and it deal it it fights a creature or something like that. And then it gets like. But here, here's the question on these ones: Do you think they're going to be unique cards? Oh yeah, these ones were already decided to be unique cards. Did they? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure that that this one was announced with the universes beyond. Secret Lair, uh, Street Fighter is a universes beyond. They got a Chun Li art that we saw already. Yeah. Now we have a Zangief art. Uh, the one that's not a universes beyond is the Fortnite one. Okay. That is just different art for current cards. Okay. So it's the fa- it's the facing like they had done with like the Godzilla cards. See. But yeah, I don't know. This will be fun. I actually, I got, I finally got one of my secret layers recently. So I was super excited when it showed up. The only benefit of a, a random snow day on a Friday. You get a, you is, get a experience the whole secret layer. Well, no, I got to be there when the UPS guy showed up, so I got to sign for my package and got it right there, then and there instead of having to wait until Saturday and go pick it up at the UPS store. Fair point. Because I needed to give a signature. So what was your secret layer that you got? Well, I did the, uh, um, like that October one. Oh, that's right. You got the the movie poster. Yep. Well, I I did the super drop and just got the whole thing, which honestly I was really glad I did because it had like the one that... uh, you know, I posted some of the, or I shot pictures in the Discord um, of like my bonus cards, 
So I got the Mirrodin lands one, which I'm going to use most of them. Um, probably my Zen, Zen triplets deck. It was very thematic on that one. Yep. Um, but then I did the Read the Fine Print, which came with the Stained Glass Liliana, which uh, the only bummer of that is like... Dreadhorde General. Dreadhorde General, Dreadhorde yep. Dreadhorde General. Um, which was, I already got one, and I actually bought it, so I think I'm just butthurt that I had bought one, and then I got one. But I bought it, um, you know, a while back, so... Probably cheaper than what it currently is now then, huh? Eh, maybe, yeah. I haven't looked, but... I can probably look at the trend for that, but yeah. Um, so I got the whole secret drop and including Stranger Things. So I haven't un unboxed the Stranger Things one yet, but yeah. But we're going to jump over some conjured currency here, talk about some weekly winners and some cheap pickups. And oh, Matt's actually looking up to see what my uh, Dreadhorde General is looking like. I gotta. I just have you to just, know now. I, you got to know. Oh, how, how do, what's that song that Donkey sings from Shrek? When he's like getting on Shrek with the, the hose after their their fight. You got to, got to, got to get some. I can't remember, but it's like I picture Donkey doing this. Uh, I got nothing, man. Womp womp. Okay, womp, Secret womp. Lairs, $73 for the stained glass. And I don't know, probably when you... Market foils, 78, 79, 81, and stuff. It's uh, depending on when you picked it up. I think I picked it up like around the Double Masters time. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you picked up around Double Masters time, around, I don't know, 86 to 90 bucks. Yeah. So dropped in price. Yep. A little bit, but. A little bit. So now I'll go to the second one. And as Christian pointed out, oh, 32 decks and you can't find a place for it. <laughs> Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's just I don't have anywhere to put it right now, so it'll stay in the plastic. <laughs> but yeah, so Matt, let's get to these uh, weekly winners and cheap pickups. Now to the conjured currency section where we cover finances of notable cards and their price trends. Main resource that we use for this is the amazing site mtgstocks.com who comes out with a weekly winners article that goes over three to five cards that of notes that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner article drops on Fridays and we record on Mondays. So if there's any price differences between then and now we will let you know. So let's jump into this starting off with uh, weekly winners fervent charge. A lot of this is going to be commander based as typical for a lot of the weekly winners, but fervent charge for red, black, white one, you get an enchantment that reads Whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets plus two, plus two till end of turn. This card was originally printed in Apocalypse, jumped up 974%, chilling around $11.50 as of Friday. Today, market price on this is $11.47, an average price of $14.36. Foil prices of Fervent Charge are going for $75 now. And it has only been printed in Apocalypse. This is not a reserve list card. And a quick note as well. Apparently, European average for Fervent Charge is 73 cents. So Fervent Charge, being an old Apocalypse enchantment, what commander deck could be using this the most? Well, with Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, Ishin, two heavens as one. 
was printed, and this one pairs very nicely with it. It is black-white-red for a 3-4 legendary human samurai that reads, if a creature attacking causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. And so people were starting to like put that two and two together in like an aggressive Mardu-style beat stack with Ishin at the helm, and Fur from Charge paired very well. But also... It got to be noted that this could also be a very strong contender of the command zone effect that we have seen many times before. On the latest episode of the command zone, they talk about it in one of their upgrades or one of their uh, one of their neon Kamigawa Neon Dynasty new commanders. <clears throat> they talk about Ishin and mention fervent charge that could be good in the deck and that definitely draws more eyes to cards when the command zone talks about it. Now this weekly winners in the second, the second weekly winners is not just one, but it's multiple cards, but it's one type of card. Yeah. We'll let you uh, take a guess. Shout it out at the, uh, at the radio right now. But wait, if you're listening to the recorded version, pause it, shoot us a message saying, Hey, I think it could be this. And then shoot us a message letting us know whether or not you were wrong or right. And now, that type of card are the shrines. Building up suspense there. <laughs> so last week, Sanctum of All, the five drop, uh, the Wooburg enchantment from Commander 2021, or the Core 2021, was moving up in price. But now we have a huge load of different Hondans and shrines moving up in price. Uh, we have Hondans of Life Web which was printed in Champions of Kamigawa and Eternal Masters. For green four, you get a legendary enchantment shrine. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a 1-1 colorless spirit token into play for each shrine you control. That's jumped up 240%, chilling around $4.25 as of today. That is a market price of $3.50, an average price of $4.45, with foils of this bad boy from Champions of Kamigawa going for $31. Damn. You can get them over in Europe, a European average of sixty-one cents. Sixty-one cents. The it's it's hmm. the average price for the Haunted of Life's web over uh, the Eternal Masters printing is about four dollars twenty-five cents. We're quickly going to run through this stuff here because they got a few. Uh, Sanctum, well they kind of list every single shrine that they yeah. had on there. Sanctum of Stone Fangs, black. Black one for a legendary enchantment shrine. Beginning of your pre-combat main phase, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life or X is the number of shrines you control. That's jumped up to around three dollars. Honden of the Seeing Winds. That is a blue four legendary enchantment shrine. Beginning of your upkeep, draw a card for each shrine you control. This is probably one of the most expensive ones, and the card, the shrine that just sees play outside of shrine decks as well. Uh, it has multiple printings. It has the uh, Champions of Kamigawa, the Eternal Masters, and then it had an additional printing in a subsidiary product. Oh, the list. It was printed in the list. But it is chilling around $8.60 with foils of this card, also around $30, with a European average of $0.88. Cents. You know, when they say $0.88, cents, I think it's like whatever the, the equivalent to cents is to the pounds and stuff. Like pence? Is pence the thing over there? The know. euro uses, Christian. What's the the equivalent to like cents and nickels and dimes and stuff over in Europe? This week in currencies, Honden of Cleansing Fire, White Three Legendary 
enchantment shrine. Beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life for each shrine you control. This is now around $7.50. Oh, Euro has sense. Oh, the more you know. Bam. Thanks, Christian. Honden of Infinite Rage for red two. You get a legendary enchantment shrine. At the beginning of your upkeep, it deals damage to target creature or player equal to the number of shrines you control. This is now moving up to around $3. And then Sanctum Fall still moving up in price here. The Wooburg Legendary Enchantment Shrine. Beginning of your upkeep, you may search your library and or graveyard for a shrine card. Put it on the battlefield if you search your library this way. Shuffle. Then if an ability of another shrine you control triggers while you control six or more shrines, this ability or that ability triggers an additional time. So with Goshinta of Life's Origin, the new shrine commander that was pre- uh, previewed and going to be getting distributed. It's in, in the set boosters. It's in the set boosters. Already got two. Did you really? Yeah. I'm nice. talking to Christian right now about it. Goshinta of Life's Origins is green three legendary enchantment creature shrine for a three four. You pay Wooburg return target enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then when it's or another non-token shrine enters the battlefield under your control, create a one one shrine enchantment creature token. I just want to note that this returns just any enchantment, not just shrines, any enchantment from your graveyard. But because of that, uh, Goshinta Shrine Decks, Shrine Tribal is picking up in popularity. And these are like one of those like easy to grab cards. Uh, were e- easier to grab cards because, you know, it's like it's 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 a it's a theme deck. It's like slivers and it's just like getting popularity because of uh, Kamigawa. Yep. Uh, insert seeing slivers getting popular or getting printed again in a core set. Like all those cards moved up in price. Give this a while. They'll start to dip back down. Next in the weekly winners, we have Mind Mind Leech Mass. I love this card. I played this in like one of my OG uh, EDH decks. For black, black, blue, five, you get a 6-6 six, six horror creature with trample that reads, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may look at that player's hand. If you do, you may play a non-land card in it without paying that card's mana cost. The price of this has jumped up 122%. Now around $4.20. You can get them online still with a market price of around $3.79, an average of just shy of 5 Foils are going for $57.24. This was originally printed in the original Ravnica set and has no other printings since. A European average of $0.57 cents on this card. Now, so it's a Demir Horror card. I will give all of you another guess of why this one's moving up in price. You listen to us long enough, you'll know these trends. Wait, wait. Does it have anything to do with another commander card? Yeah. This has to do with Umbris Fear Manifest, the card from the Crimson Vow Commander decks, or set boosters. This came out in the uh, Crimson Vow set boosters as the commander card in there. For Black Blue 3, you get a 1-1 Legendary Nightmare Horror, and it gets a plus one, plus one for each card your opponent's own in exile. And then when it or another Nightmare or Horror enters the battlefield under your control, target opponent exiles cards from the top of the library until they exile a land card. So that's one of the reasons why it's moving up. But with Kamigawa as well, Satoru Umazawa is just making like big beaters of cool uh, combat damage popular. And this is one of those things with Satoru Umazawa. You can ninjutsu the Mind Leech Mass in, deal the damage, and then just cast a spell from it, from your opponent's hand. So, ninjutsu tactics, man. Next up, we have a reserve list card. 
Such a beautiful sound. I had to do it, and I tried to pick a time where it would be appropriate. That was a good time. Uh, Triangle of War. This is an old card from Visions. Uh, Just to make sure I read it right, I'm going to read the Oracle text. For one mana, you get an artifact that reads two. Two, sacrifice Triangle of War. Target creature you control fights target creature and opponent controls. Uh, Each deals damage equal to its power to the other. This has only been printed in Visions, and it's on the reserve list. It has jumped up 455%, now around $16.99, but I can guarantee you that is not the actual price. The market value of this card is around $6.17, with a European average of $3.57, an average price of $15. So when it comes to a card on the reserve list with such a high spike, it's just easy to say that this is uh, potentially a targeted buyout. It goes in a lot of like different like fight decks in Commander and stuff. It's good in that manner because we have uh, Urza Saga that can like help tutor this up, or in whatever deck that tutors up cheap artifacts with uh, Trinket Mage yep. or something like that. So it's moving up just primarily because it's a reserve list card, not going to be getting seen, and it actually has a little bit of play. But, um, yeah, uh, this just has all the signs of the uh, of a buyout. Uh, be patient with this card. If this is something that's interesting, interested to you, you can uh, you can outweigh this when this actually starts to drop in price. Because if we look at here, you can buy them again. The European average is three fifty seven. You can go to Card Market get them for two two euros. Uh, you can get on Card Trader for four euros. TCG player still gets around. You can get them around four dollars fifty cents. Card Kingdom. Let's see if they're sold out on Card Kingdom. Yep, on Card Kingdom out of stock. But uh, there you have it. Those are your weekly winners. Big G, want to give us some cheap pickups? I sure can, but this first one's going to hurt me a little bit. <laughs> All right, your first cheap pickup is Liliana Heretic Healer, and specifically, this is the one out of the Commander Black Collection. It is sitting at nine dollars and ninety-six cents, so ten bucks, and it's trending down. So it'll be closer to nine bucks here soon. But let's pull it up here. That was as of Friday, and as of today, da da da. Market price is eight dollars and eighty-four cents. Damn it! Yeah, the art is really cool on this one. I like it. So it is. I'm, I'm glad I picked this one up. And the next one is Staff of Domination. This is specifically out of the Commander Legends set, and this is. As of Friday, it was sitting at $2.77, slowly trending down. And it currently, market price is two forty-seven. so it's still got that slow downward trend. And Matt, it might be your time. If you don't have all of them yet, your Modern Horizons 2 original art Cabal Coffers sitting at $20.68, and it's stabilizing. And let's check as of today... It is sitting at $18.57 at market price. So, like we've been talking about for a little while, any of those specialty lands coming out of Modern Horizons 2, make sure to get those picked up because they're eventually going to start going up. Do do we want to rehash Beat the Dead Horse of Cabal Coffers being a $120 card? No, let's let's, let's not even... Let's not even beat that dead horse or the I'll, or I'll, the buy your fetch lands dead horse. No, I'll, I'll beat this horse because when it came to double masters and force of wills dropped to 60 bucks, sub $60. God, I should have fucking bought some. 
they are now at $125, double yeah. master printings yep. and stuff. And that was one that we talked about on the podcast is like, yo, you're not going to get them cheaper than this. It's going to be going up because again, it's a popular card force of will. It was a, it is a popular card that people want and double masters is out of print and people stop cracking packs and then it just starts moving up in price. And now we're going to be getting like something like that with cabal coffers here. Cabal coffers is a just, it's just an EDH staple of a card. It's now printed in modern, and right now you don't see a lot of people like brew. You see a lot of people brewing, but you don't see it like taking challenges and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, like we've been talking about, especially with some of these reprints, make sure to pick up some of your copies. And if you're really looking for those like specialty alt art ones, um, let's see here. I didn't even pull that one up. Do you have it up? I do. The uh, so the borderless cabal coffers for Modern Horizons two thirty one dollars. Which, honestly, you know the thing with those alternate arts, those are even rarer printings than, like, the original arts in the reprinting as far as, like, how many are available out in the community. So, those ones will go up, too. This one is going to be more of a guarantee to get back to that $120 price point than just the the normal Modern Horizons 2 printing is. Dude, I'm so glad I managed to pull a foil of it. Dude, yes. This foils. $73. $73. European average of this as well of 23, uh, 23 pounds and 80, 80 cents. Like, I don't know. We're not, we're not good financiers here at this week in MTG, but I feel we, we know enough price trends that l- listening to us could be saving you some money and shit. And it's could like, be. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I got Four, four extra Cabal coffers. I have a total of six. I got two in decks and four just chilling in my box because I know that those ones I'm going to be able to flip here in like six to 12 months. Yeah, and they're going to go up. They are. They are. And this and is, the, this is the instance. And it's God just damn. a matter of because now we're almost, we're almost a year out from Modern Horizons 2 coming out. So opening of that product is going to slow down. Yeah. To almost nothing, I'm sure. So that means less is going to be printed and there's the skyrocketing of price. So. There you go. But wait, Matt, got a question for you. I may have an answer for you. So, in the hypothetical world, these Cabal coffers, they go up in price. Is there any way to be notified of like when they get to a certain price? Oh, there is indeed. Oh. You can go check our friends out over at TCG Sniper, an amazing price tracking website that is growing and doing amazing right now. What they do is you enter in cards that you want to be notified of that are moving up or down in price, like a Cabal Coffers. Like you want to be like, I can wait till they get to $16 now. I'm just going to enter that in. Or if you're like me, you'd be like, I want to be notified when they start going on an upward trend around $50 and start offloading them and stuff. TCG Sniper does it both. They are an amazing site for that. You can enter in five cards on their normal program, but... If you go over there, make an account, and mention that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get you will get three months free of their Plus program, meaning you'll get 50 cards that you can put into their price tracking website. And not just cards. You can also do sealed product as well. Damn it, you got to that. I was going to ask that question too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, there, there is one more card, though, before we move on from the finance section here that I uh, want to highlight. It's a reserveless card. It's a good card, and I guess this is like getting on the higher end of things. The card in question, Replenish from Urza's Destiny. 
White 3, Sorcery, return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Auras with nothing to enchant remain in your graveyard. It reads, this card is around a market price of $99.71. You have an average price of around $109.25 with a European average around $77. Okay, so reserve list card. Again, this is a this ain't getting reprinted. It's a solid commander card in any enchantress style deck. And what were we just talking about a few cards ago? The shrines. Yep. And if you're, this is more of like highlighting, like if you want to go like bougie balls to the wall, pick up a card that's like, I have a reserve list card. I've done that a couple times. One of my favorite reserve list cards that I could pick, if I could pick up is Mind Over Matter. I got three copies of that right now. That's an awesome card. But here we're talking about Replenish for the moment. In Commander, it just returns back everything you want. And with more enchantment creatures and shrines and stuff, just you, you, you can't go wrong. And $100 for this card seems like a pretty solid buy-in for a reserve list card as well. I mean, don't go balls to the walls and buy a crap ton of them. If you need one for your deck, you're not going to be disappointed with picking one up at $100 because something like this, maybe we can like compare it to what like Wheel of Fortune is. And Wheel of Fortune, if I'm not mistaken, just broke like 300 and it's now like 350 or almost 400 or something like that. So a $100 investment, you can like triple your money there. And if you go over, uh, do some arbitrage with uh, card markets or even on card trader and get it for like 69 euros or 73 euros, you're going to feel a little better. Over on TCG Player, if we're going to be talking about it, um, last known sales of this card have ranged from $83, $78 for a moderately played, a near mint for uh, $900 or $999 and stuff like just wanted to highlight this. Enchantments in Kamigawa could be good. And just wanted to, to to pull this to everyone's attention here before we continue it on. Well, good thing you bring those random ones up for us because I bet you we'll be talking about it in a week or two. Oh, dude. If we do. If we do. I, I think gonna, that's just I, like, If we do, I'm just going to say you need to pick a random card to talk about every week. And then I'm going to go up and start buying those. Hey, man. If I can be pulling that kind of stuff off, I would be like uh, Tri-Style Gaming. Speaking of Trastal Gaming, we're going to get him on the podcast for an interview. It is confirmed. Uh, so Trastal Gaming, uh, he is a great Twitter follower. He is very finance focused. I'm just going to like plug him here real quick. He's a badass. He's good at making like interpreting the magic finance world. He sees price trends. He can like see how cards are going to go. Uh, some of his big calls that he's done like leading up to Kamigawa have actually turned out like before before shrines was even like announced like back in December and stuff, he was like, yo, we're going back to Kamigawa shrines are going to be a good thing. And he mentioned, he's like, I'm picking up some copies for like five to 15 cents and stuff. And now as we're talking, they're like five to six bucks. Now. Yeah. So, so, uh, Chai style gaming at C H I S T Y L E G A M I N G on Twitter. Follow him. Like seriously, you think that we're okay to follow again, like Jay? So Jay and Chi, uh, Jay and Chris, uh, Chai Style Gaming, they have the podcast Conviction uh, Brewing with Conviction. Great podcast. You should follow them. You should listen to them because they're good with their finance talk. We are schmucks with microphones here. They're worth the follow, and we're going to be talking to them. We talked to Jay last week and stuff, and we're going to be talking to him again when Streets of New Capenna comes out. We got Chris coming on in a couple weeks, so Hell yeah, get excited. Go follow them. 
Well, hey, we're going to jump on over to the ThoughtCast, and this is a as-of-today thing, because while I was doing some grading and some paperwork, you know, I like to pull up a video that would be pretty short and I can listen to. So, um, Matt, if you want to make sure you're within the show notes that are in the description that for this episode, the Tellurian Community College video is linked in there too, so these guys can go watch it. Um, During this, during the beginning part of this video, uh, the professor was talking about Neon Dynasty cards, and he ranks them for the Pioneer format, which kind of lead, you know, was nicely as far as um, what you guys talked about last week on the episode. He teased something that he said, I, I can't tell you what it is. I can't show you what it is yet because higher powers have said I can't. Yeah. And then he moves one of the statues to like the front and center of his of his screen on his desk. And then he goes, but you know what? I'm going to show you. And then he does a little hand trick and video editing happens and he blurs it out like he pixelates it and he puts it down. He zooms in on it too. Not too much, but yeah, he zooms in. um, So that way the pixelating is very big. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, goes into, I can't show you what it is yet because he was talking about things from the past and the present. And, you know, obviously this is going to be a future thing. And he says, he, quote, this is a love letter to the magic community, and this has been a monumental project by himself and others. So here's my question, and hence the reason it can be in our thought cast. What do we think this is? Do we think this is a new product? Do we think it is a secret? Maybe this is dealing with a secret layer. Or do we think because this happened to be in his video about his top five cards for Pioneer, that it's something like Pioneer Masters. Okay, so I watched the video, and I'm just going to use a little bit of context clues. <clears throat> the, the, the the box was pixelated. It was black. I mean, it could be an edited in post to make it look black, so that way it like, took any way like, district, dis, descriptive colors from it for people to guess what it is and stuff before it's uh, announced and stuff. But it was black. It's a small box. A secret lair was the first thing that that can pop into someone's mind, and it would make sense. But and, and again, with the higher higher powers to be, and it wouldn't be, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past Prof to be the kind of guy that's like teased to that umpteenth degree of like, hey, I'm actually going to put it on camera, but it's going to be <laughs> blurred and stuff. <laughs> and I, I found that really funny that he's just like and shakes his hand, and all of a sudden pixelation happens, and then he puts it up. He's like, ah, there it is. Yeah. But, I mean, more of a love letter. So the thing is, when it says love letter, I don't think, because the prof is not too hyped on Secret Lair. So if we're going to be honest, a Secret Lair drop might not be something that he's going to deal with. If it's, like, higher-ups to be, I don't think it's going to be anything that's affiliated with Wizards. This is just me going off of everything that I know or what I can, like, gather it's definitely going to be, if it's a love letter to the community, the prof is going to be the person that makes it like built from the community. It's going to be a community project. One thing I think would be cool if, if, if it was something like done with uh, magic kids, like that's a big, that's a big group. Like maybe there's going to be like uh, something along the lines of Oathbreaker 2.0 or like something along the lines of that. And it's like a product or if it's a love letter to the community, it has to be like mass produced and been able to maybe not mass produce just enough for like maybe an auction kind of a thing where it's like, 
those in the community can get it. But maybe it has. So the prof does a lot of like random, um, not random. I think he plans them out pretty well, but uh, fundraisers for uh, Trans Life. Yep, he has Trans Life. Yeah, he's done stuff for the Trevor Project too, hasn't he? I. I know I've only um, contributed and donated for the trans life ones that okay. I've done it twice just because like, oh, hey, cool. You get in her drawings. And I'm like, man, you know what? One, it's a good cause. I support it. Um, but two, it's it's one of those things where like, hey, if I win something cool, if not, you know what? This money goes to help people that are going through transitions that need it. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Different strokes, different folks. Go with what you feel and all that jazz. And who am I to judge what you do for yourself? If Honestly, it doesn't affect me any. It doesn't change how I feel about people. So, Right? That, yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. And So, I mean, maybe, it, maybe it's something to do with that because um, Christian was pointing out um, what prof gets a, a spoiler from magic? No way. The meme would be dead because he doesn't get. He's never gotten a spoiler. No, he's got a spoiler. He's never gotten a spoiler. He's talked about it. He's never gotten one, even though he's one of the bigger content creators for Magic. I get because he's like critical and stuff. And I think that's why he doesn't get one. I think it's fair though. I love the prof. Prof is like one of the best. Like signpost, not signpost. He's like one of the, the 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 blocks of the community for sure. Oh, and I love watching his videos because even one. For me, like when I watch them on my preps while I'm doing things, I can't guarantee I will have enough time for my full prep period to watch a video. So for the fact that most of his videos are like 15, 20 minutes, I can guarantee I've got 15, 20 minutes while I'm doing stuff. And like his grading of products, I really like because he's honest with them. He goes, hey, this this piece of this product is really nice. And it goes into, and Christian just put it out here too. He's honest. Like, he doesn't hold anything back. He's like, you know what? This kind of sucks. Like, truthfully, it does. Because mm-hmm. he did, um, oh, what were the new deck boxes that just recently came out? The ones from Genic or whatever? Game Genic? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, but he graded, like, the hard case one. So, like, I have all my boulder cases. Um, but it's something similar to the boulders. Okay. Anyway. And, you know, he graded the boulders again, or compared the this new product to the boulders and you know, it had an improvement to it of, you know, change something that he wished the bowlers had. But yeah, and then he talks about cards and formats and, you know, his catch-all, just buy singles. Yep. Which, you know what, here's the thing, yes, I buy singles when I need them, but I I like opening packs. Everybody does. Yeah, like, so. That's the thing. Don't, don't, go, don't go buying packs to find a card. Buy the single instead, but yep. buy packs if you want to open packs. Exactly. There's a difference there. Everybody needs their, their scratch itched, but don't waste money just to try to find one sorcerer's class. Yeah. And if you. <laughs> no, waste your money and get that sorcerer's class, yo. Crack the packs. Do a live opening. <sighs> we haven't done that in such a long we time. We haven't done it. We haven't done that in such a long time. Maybe that's one of the other things. Yep. Maybe that's another thing we got to hey. add to the board of what we hey. got to do. Uh, I'll be getting a collector's box of Neon Dynasty. Ooh, you can do that. Sick. Well, if you want to open it up on stream, well, I can do that. Beautiful, wonderful. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so I mean, do we think this has something to do with maybe? Is it secret layer? Is it a product itself, or is it something that'll deal more with like one of the one of the charities he 
supports and backs fully. Out of those three, what do you think it could be closest? Not a secret layer. 100% okay. not. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. But I don't think it's going to be a secret layer. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like if it's something for a charity, there'd be more of the fact that it's like a love letter to the community makes me a little more skeptical on the fact that it'd be like something charity driven potentially. But I mean, I could see how it would be charity driven. And it's like, Hey, I don't know, but a love letter to the community would be something that you want the community to be able to get their hands on very easily. Right. I don't know, maybe, so I'm leaning a little bit closer to something, it's either a secret layer or something close to a secret layer. I don't think it's anything with wizards, though, that's the thing. But I think it's close to that, where it's going to be something kind of like how we're seeing the uh, uh, the lands that are coming out, the, you know, the, your, your astrological sign lands. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where it's not for a very limited time, it's limited time, but like it'll be available the whole year type of a thing right so i don't know it's going to be interesting and i can't wait to talk about it whenever it gets released i know right it's it's kind of exciting like so watching watching that video as like the suspense was building it's like oh is he gonna say it at the end of the video then he doesn't and so well and that's kind of what i was expecting too like oh you cheeky bastard you have it right there on the desk your video man knows what the hell it is yeah one thing for sure is like the the powers to be or the higher powers and stuff it's i don't know definitely has to be like an nda kind of a thing to that he had to have signed to be able to like get access to it and like when it comes to an nda yeah hasbro gives out ndas no problem for for stuff (laughs) christian box opening that would be great have a drink for each foil mythic i'm in yeah and he's and christian's saying uh for his five cents it is charity or flesh and blood card. Ooh, I didn't even think about flesh and blood. He I didn't loved, either. He loves him some flesh and blood, but it's to the magic community. But maybe it's something. It's a love to, maybe to the it's magic something community. to get the magic community into flesh and blood. Maybe. Okay, so we didn't talk about this, but did you see that Master Duels is doing the retro cards of magic cards of iconic ones yeah like in, the and they got the black lotus they one. got black lotus they got jace the mind sculptor they got nickel bolus all looking like a magic card but formatted in the dual masters i did i saw the black lotus one yeah. and i th- for some it, reason i'm like wait what the fuck yeah they're reprinting a, black Lo- oh never mind they're re- they're able to reprint black lotus if they put it in another game and people yep. are excited about that will it fetch the same price as like a typical black lotus no is it going to be expensive as fuck yes it will so but uh those garth one-eyed players are going to be <clears throat> very intrigued in picking up that card well there you the go case. there are your tokens yep like hell i might pick up one or two or five yeah, f- figuring out how to get your hands on them. If I'm not mistaken, I think they're only distributed in Japan, so you have yeah. to do some of that arbitrage. Hit up Jay. Jay does arbitrage in Japan. Okay. But yeah, no, so the, you know, it's a pretty easy, quick thought cast, and it wasn't intentional, so that way we win a bet against Danny because, you know, we're Look going to. Nine minutes. Plenty of time to dick around still. Indeed. Hey, you want a shot? A shot? I'm down for a shot. What do we got here? Strawberry rhubarb? Betters and cream. Betters and, and cream. cream. But you know what we should do real quick just so that way we can win this? Oh. Close it out, buddy. Close it out. 
thanks to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of this lovely episode of 125 of This Week in MTG. Much love, Valentine's Day, hearts, 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 kisses, kisses, kisses. Thank you for listening. Also, thank you to our patrons who think that this content is worth supporting. And we'd also like to give a big, huge thank you to Jada of Sports Cars and Gaming. Uh, with them, go check them out for all your magic needs. And also, be on the lookout for some potential stuff in the future. And uh, now, Big G, you got anything else you want to add to this? Fuck Danny, we're done by nine. Fuck Danny, we're done by nine. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! <laughs> you better believe I called him out on there. <laughs>